Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, oh, I've missed you so much, Matt Willis. Really? I haven't thought about you once. Oh. <laughs> and you know what's annoying? That makes me miss you more. <laughs> Treat of me and keep them keen, Matt. Treat of yeah, me and keep yeah. them keen. Um, no, I'm I'm joking, Matt. I'm joking. It's been it's been weird doing this apart. Would you say? Yeah, it has. Obviously, I had Helen Bauer come yes, and do it, which was did. very nice. Um, she was very good, actually, as you. Like, if you ever die, she'll probably be brought in. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's that's <laughs> that's pretty fucking messed up. But um, but cool. You've got to have a contingency you plan. Really as if they're not, th- as if Ant and Deck aren't thinking about, is it going to be Ant and Paddy or Deck and Paddy one day? You exactly. Know? Um, anyway, um, swiftly on to plane of the week. So Matt, which whoa, 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 uh, plane whoa, 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 is your whoa, whoa, plane whoa, 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 of the whoa. week? So, so wait, sorry, what? Okay, so you obviously didn't listen to the podcast when I was here by myself. We now do of plane of the week. Plane of the uh, week. So no, we don't. Stephen's been in touch Matt, saying his plane of the week. Stop, 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 stop. We one hundred percent do not do plane of the week. Well, I just thought I'd do something a bit different while you were away, and people cool. seem to really like. That was while I was like away. I'm back now. I'm not dead yet. No, I know you're not dead okay. yet, but you know, um, Stephen says his plane of the week is the um, Airbus A321 Neo, um, and he hopes the EasyJet get to use their full service of them soon. Thanks very much, Stephen. Mine, I'm going old school. Mine is the uh, the 717, or if you're old school, the MD83. So uh, yeah, which has just gone out of service in America. The last one. Oh my one. god, Matt! How do you have a girlfriend? Like literally, how, I've got a girlfriend. how do you have a girlfriend? She has um, a fantasy of never having to have sex with her boyfriend. So <laughs> that's how we've managed to do it. It's working. She's all like, I find you repulsive, so carry on saying things like this. Exactly. And every time she, feels you, she finds you sexy, you just talk about planes. Right, Matt, have you got any confessions this week? I'm all ears. Um, yeah, I do actually. So listening to last week's episode with Darren Harriet, yeah. which was very funny, um, I have to confess that... I've started to yell at people. I was at the airport this week and I've started to yell at people who are wearing their masks but not covering their noses. Right, okay. A bit of a contentious subject, isn't it? Because some people. It's like wearing a condom and putting it on your balls. It just doesn't help you. (laughs) I mean, obviously, there are some people who cannot wear a mask for some kind of medical reason or whatever, right? Absolutely. But that's like such a small part of the population. That isn't one in three people who I've seen. And also, if you're not meant to wear a mask, you don't wear a mask. You don't wear it around your fucking mouth and not not on your nose. So what do you say? I just go, you need to cover your nose. And they go, most people, I've got to be fair, most people go, oh, but like a couple of people are like, I can wear it how I like. And I'm like, well, no, no, you can't. No, you can't. That you isn't prick. how this works. Matt, I'm, I'm so pleased you brought this up. This is literally the 
bane of my life at the moment. It's worse than not wearing a mask. Exactly. It's a, it's it's like I'll wear it because I have to, but I'm fucking conforming to your bullshit. You know, which is like, which I kind of, I, I'm a bit jealous because I wish I was that kind of person that was like, oh, I'm not conforming to your, but yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm a rule follower. I'm like, we've been asked to fucking wear a mask, wear a mask. I have to ask about this. You love following rules. Mm. I mean, you're a rock star. You don't have to follow any rules. Um, I know, but I, I, I do. Um, I can't help myself. If someone tells me I have to do something a certain way, I would do it that way, and I would do it. Really? I, I, I'm a sucker for it. I'm a sucker for a rule. Like, um, you know, I never run by a pool. If I see people running by a pool, <laughs> I'll be like, "Hey, excuse me, can you stop running?" Do you, you know, really? I do, I do, I do, I do. Oh my God, I'd love to be at my local Better Leisure Centre and just be like, is that, <laughs> is that Matt Willis yelling at those kids for running by the pool? <laughs> what other rules do you like following? Um, I will tell someone off if they chuck something out their car window. It really, oh, that's really fair enough, pisses though. me off. Here's one. Do you follow the recommended servings on the front of meals? You know, when you go into the supermarket, it says, this is for half a, half a bottle, and you only drink or eat that much. No, because of that's that, the um, I'm, I'm a gluttonous freak. So um, I, will, okay, um, I will eat all of everything, if given the chance. Yeah. See, I, I, I'm sort of, I'm neither here nor there about rules. I feel like this is the opposite of how it should be. I should be really into rules and you're like, ah, well, I think I once you. was like that, but I'm not like that anymore. I've become, in my old age, I've become quite boring. And, um, and other people, oh, I don't and, think you're boring. And other people not following rules really pisses me off. You would be an amazing lifeguard. Um, do you know what? When I was younger, I really wanted to be a lifeguard. I thought but it was the did- coolest job. Really? I don't know why, because actually now, when I think about it, it's really boring, isn't it? Because nothing ever happens. Yeah, and if yeah something... you sit there hoping a child nearly dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just every so often when a kid's like splashing oh, about, you oh, go, oh, 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 no, he's just playing. Yeah, and all it is is going to be like... Just waiting for your moment. Exactly, old people that shouldn't really be doing it. You'll be saying, you know, helping them well, out no, of the pool. I think it's always... The thing is, like, whenever I go to the pool now, it's always, like, a 19-year-old who I'm not sure is going to save anybody. Yeah, exactly, sitting on his phone. Unless it's for the TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Baywatch's fault that made me want to be a lifeguard. I always thought, you know, that would be amazing. Like, get down in Cornwall or something. I'd live some epic life being a lifeguard. <laughs> Baywatch Cornwall. Baywatch Cornwall. That's a program. Right, mate, you're a bit too close to those rocks over there. (laughs) (laughs) Running down the beach in a fleece because it's April. Exactly. A British David Hasselhoff. Me, the British David Hasselhoff. I like that. Hey, mate, you've got a couple of bankruptcies before you can make it, but you'll get there. Yeah, I've had enough breakdowns. (laughs) (laughs) So, this week on the podcast, Matthew Willis. Yes. We've got... Ben Hanlon, um, who is a very good magician. He had his own show on ITV2 for years called Tricked. He did Dancing on Ice. Uh, very talented guy. He is a very talented guy. Very, very lovely bloke as well. And I agreed with him a lot. Yeah, you really did. I think mm. it was the it was all the things about kids that you had in common, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Talking to another dad who's maybe not thrilled to be a father all the time was quite nice. <laughs> um, don't get me wrong. I love my kids with all my heart. But sometimes I'm like, eh, it's quite hard work, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well let's see if people agree with yeah. you so Matt Willis if you started doing magic like Ben uh, for your children how do you think they would react um, they would probably be embarrassed my kids seem to be um, quite embarrassed of anything I do at the moment it's um, well for it like, although you know 
my wife is good friends with Stephen Mulhern. He does a magic trick every time he comes over for my kids. And they, does he really? they think he's amazing. Like they literally. But if you did it. But if I did it, it, they'd be like, oh, so, so lame. <laughs> but so Mulhern, you know, they love him. Mulhern. Eat him up. Yeah, yeah. So uh, here is the magician, Ben Hanlon. Enjoy. Yes, enjoy. I'm Matt Richardson, Heat Magazine's Weird Crush of the Year 2014. And I'm Matt Willis from Busted. We are Guilty Pleasures, and in our new podcast, celebrities confess what they get up to when no one's watching. And then we decide whether they're good, bad. Crack on and stop feeling embarrassed about it. Or bad, bad. Go straight to bed, no tea, and think about what you've done. Because if we think it's bad, bad, you know you're a wrong'un. Oh, this is a proper confession. I have, in the last mm, six months to a year, turned into an official curtain twitcher. Oh, really? I the the bane of my life is people parking outside my house. Oh, <laughs> and because um, I moved what do you out mean, like, over your drive. No, no, on, 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 on the pavement where they're you know, legally allowed to park. Where they're legally allowed to park. Okay, carry on. Yeah, so they're allowed to park there. <laughs> However, every day I look out the window and go, "Oh, that white Mazda's here again," and <laughs> it's gotten so bad. That <laughs> it's gotten so bad that we have in the hallway printed notes that we stick on their car windows. No, no, that's My that's where God. we're at. That's where you, we're what, at. What, what does the note say? say? <laughs> are you aware? First of all, because you know they're clearly. Are you aware that you are parking on a bend, which is dangerous and against the highway code? Um, please do not park here again. We have taken note of your number plate. We haven't. Uh, we have taken note of your number plate and we'll be passing it on to the council who are investigating uh, this parking issue. Thank you for reading this letter. Um, so I'm in two minds about this because like on the one hand, I've had a note left on my car before when I've parked it, say, not very well. And I've thought, what a fucking square this person is. <laughs> yeah. what, a f- what a fucking sad loser. But then on the other hand, like when it's when you're the other side, I would be like this as well, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm a hypocrite because the thing is with me, I would just be like, I'm allowed to park here, mate. So... However, right, they know they're in the wrong because what you do is you see these people, it's like these these people all dressed in workwear at about half seven in the morning, parking their car and getting out and doing like a very quick power walk off. And like, you know, like when you know you've done something wrong and you're like, well, I'm not going to look back. And so occasionally I'll like tap on my window and you can you can literally see them. <laughs> uh, it's gotten bad. And you'll see them ignoring it. You know, when you can see somebody ignoring you. Do you know what I mean? It's like that. Yeah. But, but because you're because you're on the television, oh, that doesn't are you, matter, are you does never it? aware that like you knock on the window and they're like, "Is that is that the guy who just was on Dancing on Ice telling me off?" And then they're like, "Why is he bothering?" But you know what, right? So the one of the cars, and I've clocked it. It's a girl that works in our local pub, and I, okay. and it's my local. I don't want to be barred for my local, so I'd go in there, and I, and my wife would go, "Don't you don't you say a word? I like this <laughs> pub. Don't you say a word?" And I go, "I won't, I won't." Then I've had a couple of drinks. And then I'm like, I'm gonna tell her. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bloody tell her I am. So I'll be like, I'll have, uh, I'll, I'll go, I'll get these. I'll go to the bar. I'll be like, I'll have uh, two glasses of wine. I'll have a pint. And, I'll, and can you move your car? 
<laughs> Have you done that before? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She'd go, what? She's I'd go, no, it's all right. I'll have two. I'll go a pint and stop parking outside my house, okay? So you're the white master. I've clocked you. Lovely. All right. Uh, and the next day, my wife's like, you're an idiot. I'm not- oh, my God. I'm not sure about this one because for years, so in the flat I live in, um, the woman who used to live above us, uh, she moved out a couple of months ago. She was like this and it made our life miserable. She was like, what, like a curtain she was twitcher. a proper curtain twitcher. So like I used to move my, like there was once where I, I dropped my mum off at the station yeah. and in the four minutes that I was at the station and back, um, she'd moved her car one space closer to our flat where I was, where I was parked before. Like she was an absolute nightmare. She once came down and, um, and she went, um, I think you're shutting the main door a bit too hard. And she stood and taught me how she thought it was proper to shut our front door. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> so because I've been on the other side, I'm not sure I can endorse this sort of behavior because it's a slippy slope till you're a Deborah. So Matt, what are you thinking? I'm thinking that this is, um, I'm thinking this is bad, bad, mate. Because, um, yeah. You know, I there's no legal reason why they can't, they can't park there. And also when you bought the house, like you would have known that people were parking there. Like, you know, it's, it feels a bit like you're putting it onto them when it's your problem. I also got a note outside my dentist once from someone telling me I parked too close to their driveway and it pissed me right <laughs> off. <laughs> so, do, you, um, do you think it's the note? Uh, is it the notes that made it go too far? Is that what it the is? The notes were too far. And they're, all, they're always slightly patronising, but trying to be polite, but they're slightly patronising. With Ben's note, um, I don't know if you're aware, like that would make yeah, me yeah, angry. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's sort of that, it's that sort of passive aggressive kind of like, um, yeah. FYI. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, since, since it sounds like you're going to uh, don't like it anyway, I might as well tell you the full truth. When there's a repeat offender, um, you've obviously got to double up on notes, triple up on notes. <laughs> I've, been, no. I've been known to put five notes out. On one car. On one car. Because they know at this point it's now a feud and they know what they're doing. But the good thing is you have to wait until they're gone so they don't know exactly which house it's coming from. (laughs) See, that feels that 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 seals it for me as a bad bad as well. Yeah, it does. I'm afraid, Ben, um that is that is bad bad. Like you you Uh, shouldn't bad bad, mate. (laughs) Okay, guys. There's no joy to be found. I'll think about changing my ways. All right, can we get the next confession, please, Ben? I go to magic conventions. And if I'm being specific, well, there's one every year in Blackpool that I go to. Of course it's in Blackpool. Of course it's in Blackpool. Yeah, yeah. It's the world's largest magic convention, guys. Is it? Yeah. So I have to ask, so why is this more embarrassing than liking magic and being a magician? <laughs> why are you ashamed of the convention <laughs> specifically? Because when I started going to magic conventions as a teenager, that's one thing. But now I'm like in my mid thirties and every February, me and about 5,000 other magic geeks tell our wives and get well, those that have wives and girlfriends, I'm off to Blackpool <laughs> for the weekend um, to, to sit around with men talking about card tricks but it's your job, so surely that's part of the job you go to these conventions. Well, yeah, but it's more the fact that I don't know if you've ever been in a room full of, of magicians. We're they're a slight they're a slightly weird bunch. So what happens is there's about four thousand magicians, all literally from all over the world, and they're basically middle aged men with ponytails wearing Metallica t shirts. Um I'm thinking Tiger King. 
Do you know what? <laughs> you're not. You're actually not. Not a lot of them do own tigers. Um, <laughs> So, um, genuinely, there's that bit in Tiger King where he's like, they say, oh, and he had a magic show. That's about yeah. 70% of the audience we're talking here. Um, right, and, okay. we, and we take over Blackpool. Like, literally, you'll be sat in a Pizza Express and it looks like a load of Tiger King impersonators on one table. Um, and we end up for like three days just talking about card tricks and illusions. And I always come back going... I should really stop doing this now because I'm I'm a bit old for this. So I've got I've got a confession actually here, Ben. Um, I Go on. when I speak about magicians to people, I always use you as an example of the only magician I know who's like a normal person. <laughs> well, I'm hiding it, you see. <laughs> magicians are definitely a bit of an odd breed, but you're the most normal one I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take it. Yeah, I, I, I suppose it's okay. So when you go to this convention. Is it kind of like a sort of magic circle jerk where everyone's showing off to each other? Yeah, but you've got to remember, right? You've got to remember what kind of person chooses to be a magician, right? It's a kid who spent way too long in his bedroom with no mates. And they <laughs> genuinely, I mean, let's be honest, comedians aren't a million miles away, are no. we? <laughs> and you end up just sitting there practicing something over and over again. And the only way we could talk to people was to show them tricks. So okay. now, like these magicians, there's thousands of them, they can't have a normal conversation. So you'll be so like say you'll be in a pizza express and you'll be seeing them performing tricks to the waiters and waitresses and you're like just give it a rest really guys. just eat yeah because that's that's the thing um so it is a bit sad and 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 you're right we were all there going can you do this do you know how this works well and then we're always trying to one better each other it's very sad i'm trying to imagine the um the clientele here so um, so so when you look <laughs> yeah. around the room do people dress like magicians Oh yeah, so, so is, it's, there, is there a top hat? There's lots of hats. There's lots of ponytails. There's is there lots really? Of, yeah, there's lots of nail varnish. Lots of eye nail varnish. Yeah, because they it's theatrical. They all some of them think they're they're like Russell Brand, and they're right. really not. Um, and some of them think that they're in a seventies rock band. Um, it's all. Why very is that peculiar. the look though? Because it's cool, isn't it? I mean, why is that the thing that magicians think that is the epitome of cool? I don't know. I don't. I'm just, it's, um, yeah. Matt, did, did at any point in your life you see yourself going into magic? Because something about you screams magician to me. So, <laughs> I don't know what it is. So, I, I did magic at kids' parties when I was a teenager. <laughs> Brilliant. I know it. I really did like it. Like, this is my kind of thing, this magic convention. So, so here's the thing. Right? Obviously, you know you when you got into it. So, so the thing is with magic, when you start, you can buy tricks. So you can go to a magic shop and you can go, I've got 100 quid, I want to learn magic. And they give you decks, like special decks of cards or whatever. And at this magic convention that I go to, it's dealers from, well, we call them dealers because it sounds cooler. Um, but there's dealers from all over the world. So you, like, you'll see like a, a random bloke from Korea that's got this trick. And then you'll get excited because you'll see a 
guy from South America. So you end up going around and you come out with bags of, of shit, basically, of yeah. tricks. That it's not cheap either, is it? No, and you go, I've just blown 500 quid on a napkin that turns into a snake or whatever. <laughs> and then you get home and in the cold light of day, it's like, you know when you've ever been shopping in Top Man and you've bought something that you think looks cool in their dressing rooms and then you get home and go, oh, I'm never going to wear that. It's basically you end up with just drawers full of magic tricks that you never perform and then you swear you'll never do it again but next year you do exactly the same so and it. i guess like the things that are really good people don't sell to other magicians right oh you'll be surprised we're 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 a bit like uh, joe exotic we will we'll sell anything if we can make some money out of it <laughs> <laughs> so that's my confession and um but if you've not been to blackpool in february um probably best really <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I have uh, Matt what do you think about this then right the thing is because it's your job right you have a right to be there if you if it was a hobby it would be a little well, do you know that, then again that makes me think I'm like is it worse because you're actually a professional when you go to this thing or is it better because it's your job and that makes it okay do you know what I mean would you not go to a guitar convention then no. Okay. Fine. <laughs> no, no, no. There, there are those kind of things, and I'm sure people go to them, but I just don't really care. I'm like, I have my thing that I use, and I'm kind of okay yeah, with it. Because you're clearly cooler in your profession than I am. <laughs> I used to go to a guitar thing at the NEC, even though I'm not very good at guitar, but just because I'm a bit of a nerd about anything that I like. And I think it, this sounds fairly similar. I would have thought the yeah. geekiest thing you probably attended, because you like planes. Have you ever been to, like, a plane convention so th there aren't plane conventions but um you know obviously the the version of a plane convention is everyone stood at the end of the An runway airport. at heathrow yeah pretty much like a couple of years ago i went well, i was in manchester gigging for a couple of days and i went to manchester airport's got a really good viewing area and i went right, being the, like, fact oh, that, the fact that you know that well yeah because i've been but like i went up there and thinking oh, i'll go and sit there have a coffee and like just watch the planes for an hour but it was me and all these guys who've got radios like listening into the tower and all this stuff and i was like oh, thank god i'm at the mild end of this <laughs> <laughs> i thought i was a nerd but actually like i'm an amateur compared to most of the other people yeah. that do it yeah, there's a spectrum to, to your nerdiness. The same with mine. There's a spectrum, <laughs> yeah, isn't absolutely. there? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Matt, what do you think about this? Um, I think it's I think it's good, bad, and I kind of want to go. I also want to go. All right, fine. We'll we'll do a follow up next podcast year. Can we Blackpool? come for a couple of just just a couple of days? Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Especially so. if Chris Angel's there, like see some magic, buy some tricks, and you know just impress people in our lives because we've bought these cool tricks at the convention. You'll never use them. Well, I mean, my Svengali deck gets loads of use, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've got like a fake thumb. Oh, do you? I've got like I've got like a fake thumb in my house that's got like a whoa, red whoa, light whoa. on it. D don't give it, don't do give the secrets oh, away, man. Oh, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm out of the magic circle. <laughs> I, I agree with you though, Matt. I think this is good, bad. I think you shouldn't ever feel ashamed about enjoying something like this. Okay, thanks, guys. No, I like it. I like it. Good, bad. Well done. Thank you. What is your next confession, please, Ben? I love a boring stag. Boring stag do. Explain a boring stag do. 
Well, right. A stag do is the time... Let's be honest, right? Um, We're all of similar-ish ages. A stag do has become this thing that, you know, once every now and again, you and your mates and your mates' mates, who've all got nicknames, uh, all decide that that, that we... uh, want to go out clubbing all weekend and we want to go crazy all weekend because that's what we all love and we all want to eat at some generic chain restaurant and see strippers and all that and it's and that's that's what we all want but we don't really want it none of us want it really because if we did want to go out clubbing we'd do it maybe another time that's other than a stag do so what ends up happening is you all get on board and then you go oh clubs are shit these are actually shit. And you all have to pretend like you're having the best laddie weekend ever. But actually, all I want to do is go to a nice gastro pub, drink a bottle of wine and hang out with some blokes and not be in a club and do any of that stuff and not dress my mate up. I don't need him to look like a giant inflatable penis for me to have a good time. So I, I've decided I don't like stag. I just like a boring stag. Oh, I'm so with you. There's this weird thing with stag do's, I think, where basically I've never seen a stag do not having fun, but I don't know anyone that enjoys stag do's. <laughs> it's this sort of weird kind of paradox where you're on a stag do, so everyone's sort of pretending to enjoy themselves, but no one's got the balls to just go, these are terrible. Yeah, and, and you know, especially when it's an abroad stag and it's like, oh, we're at the airport, it's 6am, pints o'clock, and you're like, yeah, okay. Are we that, so that's what we're doing, are we? I mean, I've got, I've got. I don't know what what is your opinion on stags, Matt? Do you like them? Um, I absolutely fucking hate a stag do. I hate it so much that now I just say no. Um, I've said no yeah. to every stag do for the last five years, and my Have life you? is fundamentally better because of it. <laughs> I just ref- I just refuse. They're awful. They're fucking annoying. I mean, I don't drink or take drugs anymore. So um, so going on a stag do, surrounded by people that I know enough, um, all being pissed is is the worst. I've got a mate who doesn't drink, and for his stag, um, he rented a cottage. He paid for it, and he just went. Look, we're going to go. I don't drink, so it's not going to be wild. We're just going to chill out, hang out, catch up, and then go home the next day. Yeah. And that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why we all pretend that we should do stags. I'm so on your side with this. Well, on my side, they, they got, got me a costume and they went, hey, we got you a costume. You've got to wear this on the plane. I went, nope, I'm not doing it. But then you look like the asshole yeah. for not participating in something awful. And they went, they went, oh, you've got to do it. Oh, drink this beer then as a punishment. I went, nope, not doing that either. And I and I just I just I'm really bad. Like I just sound like a right grumpy. I was like I'd rather be at my house looking at the parking situation. That's what I'd rather be doing. <laughs> <laughs> What's your dream stag then? Uh, magic convention. <laughs> I bet that would be quite a good fun stag though. Do you know what people people have like going back to the magic? There's sometimes people going, "Oh, we're on so and so stag this weekend." I was like, "Oh my god!" So, um, obviously doing comedy, like I have to deal with stag and hen do's a lot. Yeah, because weekend comedy clubs full of stags and hens, and um, and people do they like they come and they it's awful. Like the best one I've ever seen is years ago. Edinburgh during the fringe I was chatting to a guy in the front row of my show and I went oh what are you doing here he went oh, my, I'm on my stag do and I went amazing who are you with like who's on the stag and he was just like oh it's just me and him and I was like oh that does sound like a nice stag do just you and a mate watching some comedy you like you know the last stag do I went on right was my mate Ed stag do and, um, and we all met at 2.30am 
on a on a like a Thursday early morning. Um, sorry, a Friday early morning. Yeah, and we kidnapped him out of his bed. He had no idea the stag do was taking place that weekend. Whoa. He was fast asleep in bed with his wife, right, with his to be wife. We she was in on it. She let us in. We we had balaclavas over our heads, and we kidnapped him out of his bed and shoved him in a car, like. Thinking back to it now, I'm like, if someone did that to me, I would be fucking horrified. Well, how did he react? Uh, well, he started swinging and throwing punches and stuff, and so someone had to pull their balaclava off and go, "Ed, it's us, chill out." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Oh, fucking!" And so, um, and then they put him on a. Um, we had a tour bus waiting outside. They stuck him on a tour bus and sell a tour bus. Yeah, so the, so instead of a hotel, we had a tour bus for the weekend, which was quite a good shout, really. That is that's that's that does sound quite good. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, then they stuck him on the bus and sellotaped some um, cans of cider to his hand, <laughs> and um, and he had to have sellotaped cans of cider to his hands all day. Have you I ever- think it was called Edward Cider Hands. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds yeah, yeah. awful and brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's my confession. Don't like stag dudes. Well, you know the thing here is. I think it's refreshing that you've admitted it because we have both then admitted it as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate them. I'm, I'm quite open about this. Like, I'm sorry if anybody I know is getting married is going to invite me to the stag do. I'm going to say no. But do you and, know what? Uh, it's almost easy. The fact you've got a flat rule. It's like people know that. Go, okay, well, that's it. You, you, it's not like... Yeah. I think that's yeah. the thing. I think... But- I, I just think we all need to admit that stag do's and hen do's are terrible and none of us like them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's kind of the point, though, isn't it? It's that one last night of debauchery. But is it? Don't know. Like you say, just going to Pop World till four a.m. and getting a kebab and waking up in a travel lodge. With, but like, also, like you're, you're in Pop World, but then the guy's dad's there and his uncle and all this, and you're just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm in Pop World with a load of men in their sixties. Yeah. At four in the afternoon in Cardiff. Yeah. This is awful. Yeah, it's pretty weird. <laughs> so, so, so Ben, what is your? Describe me your perfect stag do. Uh, so I was thinking I would, um, it'd be something as simple as, like say, go to a nice house. Like have, first of all, the number is key, right? Like any more than about eight or nine people and it's a pain in the ass to go anywhere or do anything. So it'd be like eight or nine people, stay in a cool house, um, maybe, you know, maybe by the coast or something like that. And a sen- the, in essence it is walk a while to a cool pub, have a big long lunch, and just get boozy and chill out and have no other plan. And that's it. And then walk home to the to the house. And that's it. Like, no plan. Not being told, right, you got go-karting at four. I'm like, I don't want to go go-karting. <laughs> <laughs> why is there always an activity that is a bit shit? Yeah. But also, why is it always an activity that the only times you do it, it's either on a stag do or when you're 12? Do you know what, yeah. my, do you know what my dickhead best man organised, right? So we're in Barcelona, which pretty much takes care of itself because it was it's got a beach. So you go, I can wake up, I can roll down to the beach and just chill out. No, what did he do on the second day? So when you're absolutely hanging out your ass, he booked paintball in Barcelona. Oh, in Barcelona. Word. I always and paintball is never fun. No, it's awful. I went to like, paintball and a stag do once. It was horrific. Yeah. As soon as my mates got the gun, they shot me. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as it was in their hand. And the thing with paintball as well is, there's always some guys that take it really seriously and have their own guns, <laughs> face paints and shit. Yeah, yeah, and like have smoke bombs, and you're just like, oh god, you. Yeah. You just join the army. Uh, <laughs> I think you know what um, 
I'm with you on this, Ben. I think a boring stag do is not even good, bad. It's absolutely beautiful. Oh, thank you, guys. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. This is good, bad. Good. Lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please enjoy boring stag do's for the rest of your life and invite me to those ones. All right. Happy days. Um, Thanks, guys. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewellery of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So my next confession is sometimes I don't clean my children's teeth um <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god i i this is ringing so true for me it is but beyond belief really, there's, a, there's a second line but when asked by my wife yes i have definitely cleaned their teeth <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this has really struck a chord with you, Matt. It really, really has. This is so. This is so my life, right? Okay. First of all, I just like to say, brushing a child under four's teeth. <laughs> oh man, is is fucking it's like, hard. It's like wrestling a gremlin. It really is. And look, some of them are better than others, but I'd say 80% of kids under the age of four are a fucking pain in the ass to brush oh, their teeth. Man. And it makes you feel like a terrible person because sometimes I, I literally, I had to grip their head and shoving this plastic <laughs> brush in their mouth quite violently to brush their teeth. I'm like, no wonder this is a terrible experience for you. you yeah, know, and you're going to dread it the next day. Something no one tells you when you have kids, something you take for granted, like teeth brushing, you're like, that is something that I don't need to be concerned with. I've never been scared of a toothbrush. When you have kids, so mine's now two and a half, um, it's getting slightly better. It is like wrestling with a little Conor McGregor twice a day. (laughs) Like, I've put him in figure four leg locks. (laughs) There's there's a lot, I mean... You do a thing where you put your leg over and you pin their arms down and you you can only do that with one arm and then you like, then you're trying to use your elbow to open his jaw and then your hand to like get it, get your thing in there. Um, And it's to this point where sometimes you just go, does he need, like, he's going to lose those teeth. 
So, like, <laughs> how clean do they need to be? Come on. I start brushing properly when they start growing adult teeth. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. I brushed them this morning. Surely, like, if, if it's instead of like 14 times a week, can we settle around 10 times a week, like, brushing? I think that's yeah, perfectly like, reasonable. Yeah, but... But like I say, so bro- so part of like bed, you know, it's it's like, do you want? Have you done bedtime routine? Sometimes I'll forget, and that's an easy lie. So it's if you brush, if you brush their teeth, yep. Um, but other times, and, and my wife's clever, right? she'll go, all oh, right, because I've just been in the bathroom. I'm like, oh, I know where this is going, and their to- his toothbrush is dry. I'm like, what are you, Columbo? What is? Have it? you started to wet the toothbrush just to stop the questions? Yeah, I mean, I mean, some. <laughs> It's quite, that's a good one. But sometimes you're like... Um, 100% done that. You'd think wrestling somebody every day, twice a day, after like a few weeks of this, they'd go, oh, well, it's going to happen, so I might as well yeah, just, nah. just get on with it. Nah, nah. Um, but yeah. No, it, 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 it's, they don't, they just, they never accept that this is happening twice a day. No, no. They're like, oh, this is the part where I fling myself on my back and wiggle and kick you. And you're like, oh God, this is annoying. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, and also, not- if, if anybody else in my life behaved like that to me, I'd think you're a fucking dickhead. I don't want to spend time <laughs> with you anymore. <laughs> but like, I have to kind of go, oh, well, you know, all right, let's, let's try again tomorrow, you know. As someone that doesn't have children to both of you, um, is there other things you can skip that don't really need to be done as much as people say they do with children? Um, can you like keep the nappy on for longer than you want to I, and things I mean, like we're, that? We're or? totally avoiding the subject of potty training. By the way, if anyone from like the RSPCCs, we're not neglecting our children, but like we are putting off potty training because that's going to be a whole world of hell that we're not ready for. But, Is it not easier to just get out of the way and then you don't have to touch pooey nappies? No idea. We've not done it yet. Not even bothered. Matt? Yeah. There's a, there's a definite transitional period where uh, there's going to be shit on your floor a lot and there's going to be oh. um, and there's going to be quite a lot on your hands and on your wrists. Um, oh, yeah, there's yeah. a big pooey period of your life. Oh, do you know what? Okay, I've got a bit of an, a bit of a confession. Once, right, um, my wife was working, so I was taking um, the two to school mm-hmm. and we had Trixie, who was a little baby. And, um, and so I, um, I went to the school with the three kids and um and I've been doing that drop off for quite a long time. And I got out of the car and I dropped Isabel at her gate. And then my son's gate was a bit further down. And um this is about you know hundred meters away from the car, say. And um I dropped my daughter off. I'm walking to drop my son off, and I was going, this is actually quite quite a nice little morning. What's different about this? Oh, I have left my baby in the car. What? Um, about 150 meters away. <laughs> and have been for a few minutes uh, which is um, and I fucking felt terrible and so I ran back to the car and got her out she was fast asleep she was pretty quiet and um, and got her out and um, and felt like a terrible parent but I had to admit it to my wife that night when she got back I had to tell her what I'd done but our parents would have done that not giving it a second thought I think what you're saying about the kid drop off, right? Every parent has uh, has done that because the moment, so so like you take from me, I'll take my toddler out, and I've now got to say a baby. I can't fathom how those small little chairs, the car seats, are the heaviest frigging thing known to man. <laughs> like they've got a tiny baby that weighs nothing. They're mostly like foam, but they're so heavy. And you go, do I really want to lug this car seat? up that flight of stairs to drop it or I can just leave it run in and out in a minute 
happy days. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. I mean, it'll be yeah. fine. Trust me, if anyone takes, they'll drop her back. She won't stop crying. So, <laughs> um, also, I, I always, it always looks like car seats are a battle to put them in them as well. Uh, like they never want to sit in their car seat. Oh, yeah. he hate because you know, the, the, you know what, my. My 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 little one as well found this amazing magic trick of getting her arms out of her fucking car seat. Totally. Uh, suddenly she'd be sat up bolt right, kind of tapping on the on the seat in front of you. I was like, "Wow, what are you doing? Get back in your car seat." Yeah. You're not really selling the whole parenthood thing to me. <laughs> do you, do yeah. you ever get that? Yeah, kids are fucking hard, mate. Yeah. The first time they do that, you straight, you go, oh my God, I'm driving. You're not fully 100% strapped in. After a while, you go, all right, well, you want to sit in the footwell? You're, you're, I've, told, I've told you the risks. <laughs> I've shown you the videos on YouTube. You don't want to listen to me, mate. That's your decision. Oh, that reminds me about brushing teeth. Do you know? Um, uh, once I had um, I had a picture on my phone that I screenshotted of an old like crackhead's mouth. Um, like uh, <laughs> of like some fucking fucked up horrible disgusting mouth that I'd show my daughter and go, do you want your teeth to look like this? And we'd show it to them every morning to try and make it a little bit easier. Still didn't work. <laughs> the, Just uh, didn't care. The best, yeah, didn't care. The best one I've heard is he's kind of cutting corners. My mate had had enough of his kid, right? And he was, it was, I think like September. And you know, when you've got an alarm system in your house, you've got the little things in the corners of your room and every now and again, the sensor flashes red. Well, he yeah. told his kid that that was Father Christmas. And ev- oh, every time it oh flashes red, that's Father Christmas just checking in. Um, oh and so, like, his kid would be playing up and he'd be like, oh, stop, Father Christmas is watching. And he'd be in the middle of the summer, he'd be like, oh, Father Christmas is watching. To the point where the kid ended up seeing stuff on telly and getting up and walking over to the sensor and pointing at the telly going, Father Christmas, I want that. That's what I want. Oh, that toy! But oh that—I thought God. that was a good lie. I thought that—I think that is a good lie. That's um, a fantastic lie. Have you got Elf on the shelf yet? Yeah, we had Elf on the shelf. Oh, but you know what? Yeah. Right, it backfired big time. So Elf on the shelf—a great concept that it's watching you all December. He was good as gold. And the idea is Christmas Eve, you go to bed and Elf on the shelf leaves, and in return, you get Christmas Day, you get presents. Sounds like a win-win. First three hours of Christmas Day was spent. Uh, con, you know, um, consoling my son because he missed his elf. He missed the uh, elf. Yeah, he he came down. He went, "Where's elf gone?" We went, "Oh, it's gone back to the North Pole." And he he was gutted. And we went, "Yeah, but look really? at all your presents." He went, "But I want my mate back." And I went, "Oh, this is backfired. Ruined Christmas Day." My eldest is ten, right? So she's kind of coming to the age now where she's a bit like she fucking knows full well, but she doesn't want to kind of say unless she gets less shit christmas so um so she's kind of um she's kind of playing along a little bit but my son who is um who was seven at the time opened the um uh the cupboard underneath the vinyl player to find elf on the shelf sitting there in july <laughs> you know? oh, no. and i was like oh my god he's come back to visit look what's he doing <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the best that is oh, no. well i was like, i knew i shouldn't have fucking put it there but i came down on christmas day saw him and was like oh shit and just chucked him in the cupboard and shut the cupboard because no one ever goes in there and just forgot about him and then, you know, six months later. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, no. My yeah. wife did a blinder the other day. We were, um, so we're getting full on toddler tantrums. He flies on the floor, doesn't want to move. Um, you're not allowed to put him in his cage anymore, apparently. So, um, 
So my, yeah, our big threat is a policeman. He lies on the floor. She goes, right, I'm calling the policeman. And then she has a fake phone call <laughs> with the, oh, hello, Mr. Policeman. Yeah, no, he's lying on the floor. What, you're going to come and take him away? Oh, and then he listens, you can hear him listening. His ears prick up. His ears prick up. And then he's like, and, and then mom goes, hold on one sec. Policeman says, if you get up now, he won't come around. And he's like, okay, I'll get up now. And that's it. So it's the fake phone call to the policeman is serving dividends at the moment. So, yeah. Oh, my God. In the grand scheme of things, just fucking brush your teeth and shut up. But every now and again, every now and again, a police car comes past, he shits himself. <laughs> um, so, I mean, looking at this one, good, bad or bad, bad, I'm thinking like, I don't have a frame of reference for if this is fine or not, because I've not had to live through what sounds like hell well, every day. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, dude, I'm, I'm with you, man. This is this is good, bad. This is fine. In fact, I've actually, I've actually, if I brush my kids' teeth at night time, they're bloody lucky. <laughs> um, uh, it's always done in the morning because I have to go out and speak to people, and you know, you don't want to be the one with the disgusting child. But um, in the night time, I'd say five nights of the week, it's a no go for me. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'll have to take your word for it and agree that it's good, bad. Then, <laughs> guys, I feel like I feel like you've, you've been positive with me today. I feel like this has been quite good. You're not anywhere near as bad as you think you are, mate. Oh. No, I mean, thanks very much for coming on and admitting these things. The only one we didn't like was the curtain twitching car note. Which, by the way, <laughs> that yeah. was bad. Since we got on the phone, three cars have pulled up. I didn't want to mention it, but it has been bothering me. Okay, just want. To- oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, thank you very much for coming on. Um, uh, what are you doing at the moment? Like, what is there to plug? Thank you for having me. I, well, there's not loads. I mean, the, the world is all a bit quiet. But I tell you what, I have been doing. Um, so. Because uh, a lot of people at home and parents are tearing their hair out, I've been putting a few videos up where I've been teaching magic, uh, magic for kids so that at least it kind of fills the day a little bit. So I've got a few of them on my socials and I'm going to release a few more videos and I think I'm going to release a, like a lockdown magic kit. Um, Matt, I'll send you, well, both Matt, I'll send you them. And it's basically just yeah, it's tricks, tricks for some kids. So parents, it's basically getting kids just to do things for a couple hours that aren't watching the telly and climbing up the banister, really. So that's, that's what great. Really is. That's keeping me a little bit busy. And then um, working on some new material and see what happens after the apocalypse, basically. Lovely. Well, thanks very much. Cheers. Thanks, guys. So there we have him, the lovely Ben Hanlin. Um, he has got me in a little bit of trouble, actually. Oh, really? With my wife over the teeth brushing thing. Is that still going on, then? Well, not really, but she does seem to make remarks now. Have you brushed it? Have you? Oh, really? One of the one of those. There'll be a double Come question here. now about certain things, you know. And and for instance, like I used to be able to like when I was bathing our little one, I used to be able to say I'd washed her hair because washing her hair is a bit traumatic sometimes. Mm. She's a bit of a, she kicks up a stink sometimes, and so I'll say, "Yep." Yeah, when actually I haven't, I just wet it. Yeah, but they're you know, little. So, um, you, you don't smell now, when you're she's little. like, have you? Have you? And she'll smell it and go, you didn't. Oh, really? Be like, oh, it's just testing. Oh, oh no. Well, then, you, you know. know what the answer so, is, Emma? Why don't you get up in the bathroom and do it with her? <laughs> exactly. Um, so, have you got any oh. confessions from people this week? Oh, my God, mate. I've had quite a few. Have you? I think, I think since, um, since talking about it on Instagram a bit more, I've had quite a bit of um, back and forth with a few people. Um, I've got I've got one which I'm a bit unsure about saying. I mean, then you have um, to say it. Well, it just feels a bit kind of a bit um, a bit weird for me to say. But anyway, right. this is this is the confession. So um, 
Hello, my confession is me and my mate Sam were in the um, in the first busted video. After filming had finished, we snuck into your trailer, stole all three of your Polaroid headshots and other prop stuff, and my mate put her number in your phone. She never got a call though. Why didn't you call her? I'm very sorry. Whoa, what I mean? I was like, and and I, I instantly messaged her back. I was like, ha, is that true? She was like, one hundred percent true. Um, me and my mate tried your red jacket on. I remember that jacket. And it had your phone in it, and we put in a number in your phone. I was like, "Oh, that is my God. fucking creepy." That's man. so creepy. Yeah. What well, my favourite yeah. thing is, right? Basically, they're confessing this thing that is actually probably illegal to break into your dressing. One hundred percent illegal. But then before the yeah. end, they go, "So why didn't you call her? Huh? Like exactly? That is exactly. the least of their worries. <laughs> you like oh, what yeah. the? Oh my God! I mean." I mean, two minds about this one, because, like, on one hand, it's illegal and it's bad, bad. But on the other hand, it's something I would do to you. So good, bad. <laughs> like, I, I would love it if you had my number. Exactly. Uh, sometimes, I, sometimes, sometimes I think to myself, I'm going to walk into a hotel room and Matt Richards is going to be lying on my bed. In some, like, but, in um, some rose petals. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. It's a rose petals. Like American Beauty in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I think I think this is bad, bad Mate, man. I mean, it's I mean, really respect, bad, bad. Respect, but it's pretty fucking. I'm, I'm, up. I'm currently watching The Fall on Netflix, and that's right. basically what Paul Spector, the serial killer, does: breaks into people's houses and just gets their clothes out and stuff. Um, oh I've got one, which is also weirdly about you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, this person got in touch, and they went, "Hi, Matt. My confession for the podcast is that I still listen to Matt Willis's solo album, like." Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like, I really listen to it a lot. I don't think it's that bad of a confession, but I feel like Matt would find it amazing to know. As if, like, no one else has ever listened to your album. Well, I don't think anyone listens to it anymore. No, no, she listens to it <laughs> on the regs, she says. Really? Yeah, she's listening to that well, album that, all the that's, time. That's, it doesn't show up on my royalty statement. Well, she, well so, um, the thing is, mate, like, <laughs> she might have bought it years ago and, like, still has the Oh, CD. exactly, and it's on a CD. Stream it, please. I get money every time. 0.003p yeah. or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, I've got another one here. Oh, um, on. oh sorry. What are we? What do we think? I about mean, this? I think this I think is that's good, good, bad. bad. I think the only criticism you know, I have is that I mean, she thinks also, it's a also, confession. Exactly. And thanks very much. Reminder, people. I did once have a solo. What's the album. solo album called? I don't. Um, don't let it go to waste. Don't let it go to waste. And you know what, listeners? Yeah. Please don't let it go to waste. Let it go to waste. Yeah, yeah. I remember I you releasing really remember that album, very actually. much about about recording it or writing it or releasing it. But really? Oh, it was, a, it was a fun time, it. was it? It was in those years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was, um, it was it was an interesting time in my life. Have you ever listened to it again? Um, I actually listened to it, um, not the whole album. I listened to one song very recently because I was doing a writing session with another guy for a young kid, and we were in there writing a song, and he was like, "Oh, we should listen to your your al- your your song. It reminds me of this," and we listened to it and realised that I'd rewrote the verse from a song I had on my solo album. Oh, wow. Like, oh, okay, we can't use that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so I, I stole the melody from myself. Well, at least you can't melody. sue yourself. Fine. Exactly, exactly. Right, you've got, so I've got another yeah, go one on. here. Okay, so this is a bit long, so stay with no, me. Go, okay. Um, ten-year-old me is a fraud. Hi, Matt. I've been listening to When No One's Watching on my drive to and from work, and I genuinely enjoy the chemistry you have both together and with the people you have on the podcast. Derry Girls are my fave, but I'm biased given Irish, and this is where my Catholic guilt has consumed me. Okay. 
When I was 10 in primary school, we were asked to enter a competition called Write a Book, where all students had to write a short story which they could then put forward to a regional competition and was actually a big deal at the time. I was lazy, creative, but lazy. I had been given this old book by an aunt and it was full of short stories scary stories one of which i really liked and decided to copy the entire short story word for word as a get out of jail free card my teacher bless her was very supportive of my genius and would allow me extra computer time to complete my book that i continued to copy at home into a notebook i intentionally would submit pieces late because i didn't want to take part in the assignment and felt guilty that it wasn't my real work then things got out of hand. My teacher helped me finish it and submitted it into the competition, much to my dismay. Long story short, my book won the school's competition, went on to the regional's competition, where it also won, and I still have the medal. Oh. My family was so proud and delighted, so much so that they actually threw a celebration party, invited lots of extended family, and presented me with a pen and ink set engraved with my name and author of the name of the book on a very posh silverware which remains displayed very proudly in the family home for the past 16 years i've been living this life where my family think i'm some weird writing prodigy from the age of 10 and still gloat about it to this day and i just don't have the heart to tell them that it was all a con because i wanted to watch smackdown versus raw rather than making up a story after school oh Absolutely my god brilliant oh that is uh, one of the best confessions we've ever had sent I in. know, it's so good. I know it was long, but I was like, I've got to read this out. It's so good. It's, it's weird, this one, because um, obviously mm. this show's all about things that you love, that you're embarrassed about or that you, you are weird. But this thing, I think, see, I don't know, because it's not quite a, oh, a guilty pleasure, is it? It's sort of, this is just pure guilt. This is just pure guilt. Yeah, yeah. pure Catholic guilt for her, bless her. But, um, uh, I mean, I think it's good, bad. I mean, to be fair, it's something that I probably would have done. Really? You know? um, yeah, I was well lazy at school. Oh. Um, so um, I wouldn't have been... Bo- you were good at school. Yeah, I was. Man. I liked school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hated school. I hated yeah. school. Um, uh, see, I think it's bad, bad. You know why? Because I couldn't live with the guilt. That's why I think this would eat me up inside. Really? I'd, I'd, I'd cherish it. I'd show my medal. I'd probably have a tattoo of it somewhere by now. Um... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> people would be asking me, Why, where's the book, Matt? Where's the novel? You know, where's the next novel coming And you'd be out? like, oh, it's... I'm, and then you end up writing the same novel because you forgot the first one you wrote. Exactly. <laughs> well, Matt, it's been brilliant to see you again. You too. I'm glad we're back together, finally. Yeah. Do you know what? Finally, life feels um, back to um, a harmonious place for me. See, for me, colour has come back into my vision. Like, everything was just a little <laughs> bit duller. Nothing tasted quite as sweet. Music didn't sound the same. There you go, Matt. There you go. So lovely. Thanks very much for listening. Um, please subscribe. Please rate. We love we love the feedback um, uh, if do. you're giving us five-star reviews. Except the person who gave us five stars and told Matt to stop swearing so much. I know, I get that quite a lot. I like your swearing. Thanks. Reminds me that you're, like, cooler than me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, thanks very much. Thanks a lot. See you next week. Peace out. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.